What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Deervane Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller. Today, I wanted to cover tree stands. I've used a lot of different kinds of tree stands, uh, really ranked the pros and cons. I have uh, experiences with a lot of them, so I just wanted to give my thoughts. If any of you guys out there are starting to get into tree stand use, trying to figure out where you want to spend your money, you know, if you got $200 to spend, $100 to spend, $300 to spend, where should you put your money? So today I wanted to cover that, but before I get there, I just want to make sure everybody knows uh, that every scenario in hunting is different. If it's one thing that you can be sure of, it's that there's variability everywhere. So when I talk about these things, when I go over them, a lot of them are generalities and playing the odds. You know, there's always exceptions to the rules, but I just want to make sure y'all are aware of that because, you know, what I say isn't, you know, the Bible. I don't think that anybody thinks that <laughs> at all by any means, so I don't even know why I'm covering it, but I just want you guys to know that um, there's always exceptions. So if you're sitting here listening to this stuff and you're like, man, that sounds like 80% right, but there's this 20% that I'm not sure of, just hit me up on uh, like on Instagram or on Facebook and uh, th throw your scenario at me and I'll see if, if I can help you out at all. And um, you know, I am not like God's gift to deer hunting by any means, but I have, I do experience a lot of success in the field. I see a ton of deer, I pass a ton of deer. I've, I've kind of crippled myself to be honest by having like, I wanna say like too high of standards. Like I really try to just harvest 140 inch, 150 inch and greater deer and, uh, and they, those just don't come along very often. So, um, you know, I, I need to just lower my standards a little bit, get some deer under my belt, some bucks under my belt. I've shot plenty of does with my bow uh, and just and go from there. But anyway, without further ado, I'll hop into the tree stand stuff. And I do have a lot of experience. I've used every single one of these methods. And, um, and yeah, so what I did here with tree stands to kind of help me out as well as kind of help you guys out is I kind of ranked them all. So I have a few categories here and they are mobility, how mobile a tree stand is, how vers versatility, so how versatile it is in getting in trees, you know, is it only be able, can you only use it in one tree or can you use it in most trees? How comfortable it is, comfort is a huge piece for a lot of people. How safe a tree stand is, that's definitely a big thing the ease of use, how easy it is to use, and then lastly, the price points. So those are the, the categories I wanna rank them in. And then I'm gonna go over ladder tree stands, climbing tree stands, hang on tree stands, and then saddles as well. I, I don't know, some of you may have heard of saddles, some of you may not. And then also, I do, I do wanna just over, go over some ground hunting techniques because a lot of people don't even wanna buy a tree stand. They don't like heights, they don't wanna do that. And that's totally cool. One of my best friends killed hit one of his best bucks sitting on a 10 gallon bucket. You know, So it's by no means do you have to have a tree stand, it's just a lot of people use them and there's just a ton of questions surrounding them on what you should spend your money on. So starting out with ladder tree stands, uh, for you, all of you, those of you who don't know, it's essentially like an extension ladder and at the top of the extension ladder, there's a little platform for you to put your feet and then right above that, there's another little platform for you to put your butt. It hooks up to the tree, kind of like you just like, um, I don't know, like if, if you can imagine a door laying on the ground and then you pick the door up so that it's vertical, that's kind of like what, a, what the ladder tree stands like. You build it all on the ground, then you 
just swing it up and then it hooks onto the tree. There's usually a bar like midway up the ladder that uh, will hook onto the tree as well. So it's a really easy way to climb. Um, and they're, they're great. They're great tree stands. I really enjoy hunting out of them. And, uh, yeah, and that's that. Uh, so jumping into the ranking system for mobility, a ladder tree stand, they are typically heavier. They're not very compact. So in terms of mobility and moving them around, I gave them a two. You can strap them to your back and move them around, but a lot of times they're they're pretty heavy and it's cumbersome to do that and it's loud to do that and it's just not a great fit for a mobile setup. So I, I am giving it a two there. And versatility, like what trees it can go in, I'm giving it a six. And that's because they don't fit they fit roughly 60% of the trees out there, 60 or 70% of the trees. Uh, they can't get into trees that have a ton of branches or you have to saw all the branches off. Uh, generally, the trees need to be fairly straight in order to get them up in there. And then also um, where the platform is, they come at specific heights. So they're generally come in 16 foot, uh, 16 foot stands, 15 foot stands or like 20 foot stands or 22 foot stands. So if you're kind of in between that variability there, uh, say you got like a, your only opening is your, in your tree is at 18 feet, you don't have a great option for slotting a, a ladder stand in there. So versatility is a little bit lower at a six. Comfort, 10. You can get awesome, very comfortable ladder stands. So nothing else to say there. They're just, they are very comfortable. Ease of use, 10. I mean, you, you climb right up a ladder and then, uh, and then you sit down, you know, and a lot of times they'll have like a, a shooting bar that folds over your head out. So then it sits out in front of you and that makes it even easier to use when you're, when you're gun hunting out there. Safety, a 10. Uh, they're very safe. You're, you're climbing up a, a ladder. Like I said, it's something fairly s simple that a lot of people can do. So overall, I got that as a 10, 10, 10, so that's 30, 36. So 38 out of 50 is what I'm giving a ladder stand. Uh, in terms of price, they range in price from 70 to $300. And you know they can be greater than $300. They can be less than $70. You can find them on Craigslist. But in general, if you're buying them new, somewhere in that range is what you're gonna spend. Uh, and in terms of like what you get, your better bang for your buck. Like if you go to a higher quality stand, it's generally going to be lighter, more comfortable, less squeaks, more padding, things like that, uh, more add-ons coming with it. But just kind of the bare naked tree stands. Uh, my uncle have a, has a few on his property. They're about 70 bucks, 60 bucks, um, brand new. And they're just naked, you know, steel ladder stands that just pop right up in a tree, usually about 15 feet. Uh, ladder stands are great for beginners. I plan on taking uh, my wife and my son, who's seven months old, out uh, hunting for the first time in a ladder stand because they're just so easy to use. They're intuitive and you can get them in a double setup. So you can kind of get them in a double wide, which is super nice if you're trying to introduce new hunters or new people to the outdoors because you just climb up a ladder, you can sit literally right next to them, you can talk to them the whole time, they can talk to you, um, easy to climb down, like and go to the bathroom or whatever, or if you wanna walk back to the property, they're not having fun, whatever it is, it's a great tree stand for, um, for beginners. So that's kind of the ladder stand piece. Um, moving on, I don't know, I don't think I missed, I thought of something in there, but I can't really remember it. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the ladder stand piece. So moving on to climbers, uh, first piece, mobility. Climbers are a nine. Uh, they're very mobile. That's what they're built for. Built for you to just throw them on your back, go walking through the woods, find the tree that you want, pop up it, and you're good to go. So, um, and it's called the climber because with the climbing tree stand, and you guys can Google this or YouTube it, but you can literally climb up the tree with it. It's It comes in two pieces. Um, and the first piece kind of goes around your chest, and then the second piece kind of hooks onto your feet. And if you picture an inchworm going vertically up a tree, that's pretty much what you're gonna do. You're gonna take that piece that's around your chest, reach up high, get it onto the tree, apply pressure to it. The pressure locks the tree stand um, into the tree, and then you decompress your feet, so you kind of point them down at the ground, and that will loosen the tree stand up and all the weights now on the piece that's on your uh, upper body, and then you kind of pull your feet up and then lock it in. Um, oh, I did want to go jump back to ladder stands real quick. Um, they're great for beginner hunters, but also like older hunters. I'm, I don't mean to be a jerk or anything like that, but like my dad's an older hunter and he doesn't want to, you know, have a whole big hassle in trying to get into his tree stand. He just wants something super simple and easy. So a ladder tree stand is perfect for him. And what made me think about it is a climber is definitely not what he wants. <laughs> uh, a climber uh, definitely takes some physical strength, like I was explaining. You know, you're kind of looking like an inchworm getting up that tree. Um, you're probably going to sweat when you use it. It's going to be difficult, physically taxing on you. You're kind of inching your way up a tree. So um, that is kind of a little bit of downfall of the climbers there. In terms of versatility, I actually give the climbers like a six because they only work on fairly straight and branchless trees so if the property that you hunt is full of straight branchless trees these a climber would be perfect for you but in a lot of areas that i hunt a lot of areas that my friends hunt and things like that um you're just not getting straight branchless trees you know you're hunting oaks and and maples and other other big hardwoods that aren't that, that have a ton of branches on them and you got to trim every single one in order to get around them when you're using a climber. And if you're on public land, uh, a lot of times you can't trim in Wisconsin, you can't at least. And so now then you're, you know, you're kind of stuck. You're very limited on the trees that you can get into with a climber. As far as comfort goes, uh, if you buy one of the higher end climbers, they are extremely comfortable. Uh, they have a lot of padding. The seats can be like a nice web. Um, everything about them is great in terms of comfort ease of use we kind of went over that already uh kind of that inchworm style i give it a six uh just because you know it's not it's easy to use but it's physically demanding so once you figure out how to use it it's not difficult but it is physically demanding and then the last thing safety uh, i actually give it like a nine and the only reason i don't give it a 10 is because there are plenty of stories of people who are using a a climber tree stand and they put the pressure like i was explaining when they're climbing up the tree or something like that they they apply that pressure to the tree stand and then they start moving like their other piece and when they do that um the other piece that's got the pressure on it will slip or something like that and then they'll slide down the tree they'll fall down the tree whatever it is and you're kind of locked into the stand so it's not like you can really escape and fall off to the side so i am giving it a nine because you do need to have a little bit of skill involved there and a lot of people will use a safety harness nowadays, so um, they'll hook up to the tree and then just slide their 
they're kind of their safety harness the whole way up as well to make sure that if they do slip, they're not falling down. But at the same time, I just, you know, I want to just say that it's a nine because there are, there have been some stories and some issues with that. Uh, in terms of price, you're looking at 150 to 300 dollars or so. But again, um, this is a mobile setup, and the climbing method comes built in with the tree stand. So 150 dollars will kind of get you a, a lower end one, and 300 dollars or so somewhere in that neighborhood will get you a high end one. And if a climber is the way you're going to go, I would definitely suggest uh, saving up and buying a high end one. The high end ones are are much quieter when you're setting them up and getting them originally attached to the tree. They're also generally more comfortable. They have more padding, more options. They're usually much lighter in terms of weight. So if you're actually packing that thing back and going for you know a half mile, a mile, a mile and a half hike to your tree stand, uh, that weight will really be beneficial to you. If um, that or that reduction in weight will really be beneficial to you. You can, if you're hunting like a piece of private, uh, if you have like, you know, if you're using ladder stands, you got to set up a ladder stand at each location. So say you have five trees you want to hunt, you got to buy five ladder stands. With a climber, if you have five trees that you want to hunt, uh, you only need one climber. So that is a big pro for it. You can use one stand for your entire property. I know I have friends who own property and they have about 60 acres and uh, it's three guys that hunt it and all three of them just have one climber stand. They never set up tree stands. They just go and hunt uh, the tree that they feel like hunting every single day. So they never preset um, up tree stands or anything. They just go in with their climbers. And that way you don't have to buy multiple tree stands, right? That's another big thing about these climbers is that you, know, you spend $300, but then you only need one tree stand for the five trees that you wanna hunt. Whereas if you buy a ladder stand, you may own, you may buy uh, buy them for $100 a piece and you got five trees, that now you're at $500 in stands. So there's pros and cons to all these things and you really need to think about um, kind of just weighing it all out and what you're gonna do. I'm just trying to give you guys the whole wide array of everything and then you guys get to obviously pick what you wanna do. I'm just giving you my thoughts on this. Um, so that's generally climbers. Uh, Summit makes a great climber. Lone Wolf makes a good, great climber. Those are the two that I'm well aware of and that probably just <laughs> do the best marketing, to be honest. Uh, I had a Summit when I used a climber for a while there. I used it for just over a year. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. And they hold their value pretty well, too. I bought mine for... I don't know, I think it was close to $300 and I sold it for like 250 so it's not like I lost a ton of money on it either. So if you're looking into that uh, retention of value as well, that's definitely a good one. So next step or next type of stand is hang-ons. Hang-ons are usually my go-to or they have been for the last few years, but now I'm running a saddle. So I do really like the hang-ons. Uh, they are mobility they're very a nine they're very high in mobile oh my apologies i forgot to total up the climbers so i got nine 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 which is 27 six and six which is 12 so 39 so a ladder stand was a 36 a climber was a 39 um and then you just got a glimpse into how my brain works when i do math i add like numbers together and then add those up <laughs> not sure if any of you guys do that as well but yeah that's how i do math 
anyway, uh, moving on to a hang on. So the, I would say a climber is a little bit higher, higher scoring than a ladder stand, mainly because of its mobility and, uh, and comfort. The hang on tree stand. Um, like I said, that was, that's kind of been my go-to for a long time. Mobility is a nine. They're very mobile, um, very easy to carry around. Uh, and, um, they, they work great if you're packing them up and running them around you can if you buy a lower lower end hang on tree stand then you're going to be adding more weight to yourself if you buy a higher end it's going to be lesser weight so there is a trade-off there you know you got to be sure what you're trying to do like i say it's mobile but you know if you buy a 20 pound tree stand that's really 25 pound tree stand that's really not that mobile friendly as compared to some of the higher end ones that you can get for that are 13 pounds or 12 pounds, you know, or so. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, um, hang on tree stands, it's kind of like, it looks like a chair without the legs. So you got a back and then, which is a back that kind of folds down to a seat. And then you got a, uh, the seat is actually where your feet would be. And then the top of the chair, like the top of the back would be where your butt goes. And that just attaches with two straps directly to the tree. It's kind of the best way I can explain it. So if you took a chair, like a regular chair at work that's got four legs, cut off the legs. So now you just got like a place where you put your butt and then the backrest. So that top piece, that's your backrest, take that and fold it down towards the seat. So that it's at 90 degree angle. So you got a small seat at the top and then a large seat at the bottom. And the large seat at the bottom would be if you were looking at a chair, this is a terrible explanation. I'm sorry. I'm just going to quit right now. If you don't know what a hang on tree stand is, just Google it. <laughs> if you're interested in deer hunting, you probably know what a hang on is, but either just Google it. Uh, you'll figure it out. Hang on tree stand. So anyway, that's, um, I'll just, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on past that. So mobility, I give those a nine. They're very mobile. Uh, versatility. So I also give that a nine as well because hang-ons can pretty much get in just about any tree. Some of them nowadays even have full adjustability so that they can even go in trees that are really cockeyed, like at 45 degree angles, you can get brackets and things like that that'll help your, that'll hold your tree stand even when it's, it'll hold your tree stand perfectly up and down even when the tree itself is at 45 degree angle leaning backwards or something like that. So versatility is a nine on that, very high. Comfort, comfort is a nine as well. Um, these tree stands are very comfortable, like kind of like all the tree stands out there. The more money you spend, the more comfortable you get, the quieter you get, the less squeaks you get, the lighter weight you get. That's kind of the theme across all these tree stands. Um, so comfort, definitely high there as well. Ease of use, I'd give that one a seven because a lot of times hang on tree stands, they're, they're really easy once you get them set up. And if you only set them up like once a year, I remember the first time I hung a hang on tree stand, I was baffled at how you did it without falling out of the tree and dying. And now, you know, 16 years later, I can hang a tree stand in under five minutes, you know? So it's just, it's getting used to a system and learning it. But the ease of use is, it, like I said, is a seven on this one, just because of that learning curve in the beginning. Once you get it figured out, um, it's much easier. And the best way I can explain that my pro tip for this is there's two stripe types of straps out there. One's like a pull for tree stands, 
One's like a pull tight strap and then one is like a ratchet strap. So a lot of people wanna start with that ratchet strap and just ratchet that stand down and that's actually the harder way to go. What you're gonna to wanna to do is get the pull tight strap and usually tree stands will have like two areas for you to hook up your straps. And if they don't, then just figure out an area to put this pull tight strap on. And uh, what you do is just wrap that pull tight strap around and then just, like I said, pull it tight, just like it says, and uh, get that one set first. And you don't, that it doesn't need to be perfect. That one will just get the tree stand um, to the tree and kind of strapped to the tree so that you can maneuver it around and wiggle it around and get your hands free. A lot of times you're hanging onto the tree stand with your left hand and you're finagling with your right hand to get these straps all on and stuff like that. And trying to do that with a ratchet is, is a pain in the ass. So just get it done with a pull tight strap. So, you know, you pick, pull, get your tree stand up to where you want it to be, put it onto the tree with your left hand, have that pull strap ready, pull it tight, get it around the stand, pull it tight, and then get it set. And there's there's plenty of videos on YouTube On YouTube, if you really wanna look into that. I should probably make one um, here in the near future. But yeah, use that pull tight strap first, and then once you get that one done, and even if it's only like 95% tight or 90% tight, at least it will have that stand stuck to your tree. And then once you have that done, then grab your ratchet strap, take the time you need, get that ratchet strap nice and tight. Once you get that tight, then go back to your pull tight strap and pull that sucker as tight as you can get it. So that's that's my strategy there. That's what I do and it seems to work really well. Um, and I kind of have that down to a little bit of a science just because I ran a mobile hang on set for a few, two, three years, I think three years. And uh, I would hang that thing up between 40 and 60 times a year. So, you know, just constantly setting that thing up, you get pretty good at it. In terms of price for the hang-ons, you can get low-end ones at like 60 bucks, which are great for, I I think those are great if you're just gonna leave them out in the woods. So if you have a piece of private property that, or you have public property that um, it's legal, I know in Iowa you can leave your tree stands up as long as you have your name on them and stuff like that. Uh, it's $60 tree stands are a great way to go. You take them out there, you set them up, you leave them. And then especially on public land, if they get stolen, well, it's only 60 bucks. It's not 300 bucks. And if on private, you know, you go out there, set them all up. I, you know, you buy five $60 tree stands, you're only in 300 bucks and you got five stands across your property. So those are great. Uh, but again, you know, like I said before, the lower end ones, they're going to be noisier. The platform's probably going to be a little bit smaller. Um, you're probably not going to have great ratchet straps or, or, or pull tight straps that come with it. It's probably going to be like a chain or something like that. Uh, what else? It's going to be heavier. It's going to probably squeak. So there's, there's lower, like lower quality ones. I mean, they're just overall, they're a little bit lower quality. Then if you go with like a $300, I know like Lone Wolf makes a really nice, it's called the Alpha 2, I think, or Alpha 3 one or alpha two it's a high-end tree stand and that's what i have i got mine on craigslist which was really nice so i got that pretty cheap and uh but that one really lightweight it's like 12 or 13 pounds uh it doesn't squeak like hardly at all 
Um, really easy to set up. It's got some buttons on it that make the str strapping it to a tree super simple. And like I said, I was hanging tree stands 40 to 60 times a year. So I sprung for the better tree stand because I was in it a lot. It's very comfortable. And I just wanted it to be lighter on my back so that it was easier to carry around. So those are, that's, and then, oh, last thing in terms of safety, uh, I give it a nine. Um, the only reason I don't give it a 10 is because it doesn't, most hang on tree stands don't come with any sort of rails at all or anything. So you're going to need to buy a safety harness and just stay, try to stay strapped in it the whole time. A lot of people will, if they do fall when using a hang on, it's crossing over from their steps or however they got up the tree into the stand itself. They'll like trip or, you know, they'll misplace their foot or whatever it is. So I give it like a nine in terms of safety. Um, it's really safe if you're cautious and you're deliberate with your actions when you're up in a tree. But if you're, you know, hungover and, you know, it's the morning after and you're just kind of hazing through it right early in the morning, you know, you might find yourself in a bit of a trouble. So make sure that uh, that you're being safe with those hang-ons. With all these, be safe. You know, nobody ever wants to not come out of the woods. So I give it a nine. So overall, you got... 9 times 4, 36, plus 7 with the ease of use, uh, you're at 43. So hang-ons are the highest right now, 43 for a hang-on, 39 for a climber, 36 for a ladder. And so about a hang-on, you do need additional climbing methods. So that's a big um, piece here that's a money adder for you and a weight adder if you're being like using it as a mobile setup. So ladder stands, they come with a ladder. Climbers, you climb with the climbing tree stand. Hang on, you gotta buy the stand, and then you gotta buy, you also have to buy a way to get up the tree. So a lot of people like climbing sticks, uh, a lot of people like uh, climbing ladder, uh, there's screw-in pegs that you can use, there's all sorts of things you can use. The screw-in pegs, you know, are like two bucks a piece. So, and those will get you about a foot and a half or so per peg. So if you wanna get up, you know, 16 feet, you're going to need about 12 pegs. If you want to get up, I like the pegs personally for private land because I like to find trees that have a lot of branches as it is anyway, just for the cover. And then a lot of times I only need to use, you know, five or six climbing pegs and I can use the natural branches to get up to my tree stand easier and quicker. And, uh, and it creates less disruption in the woods. My personal preference, and this is totally not backed by science or anything, is I like my tree stands to be as minimalistic as possible. So if I don't have to trim any branches, if I don't have to you know, use a big ladder to get up in the tree, if I can make that thing as inconspicuous as possible, that's what I'm going to do every single time. So like I said, if I get to a tree and it's got a bunch of great branches, got a, has a great little opening for a tree stand, and I just need to use you know, a few climbing pegs to get up there, you bet, that's, that's what I'm gonna do. But a lot of times you don't have that option. A lot of times the branches aren't perfect, they don't lay out well, whatever it is. So my next option is climbing sticks. The climbing sticks are like four foot sections. You just strap each individual section to a tree. There's usually like a foot or two foot gap between each section when you're hanging them up. So if you wanna get up uh, about 16 to 20 feet, you're gonna need three or four sections. And those sections can run between $10 a section all the way up to 
you know, the hunting beast has some for 70 or $80 a section or something like that. And that's because those things are extremely lightweight and they're very, very portable. Um, you know, so that's, you know, the standard lone wolf or the helium from Hawk, those, uh, those climbing sections are like 30 to $40 a section. And, uh, and yeah, you can go any route there. For me personally, if I were on private land, I would be buying, you know, probably a hundred dollar or so hang on tree stand. Cause they're a little bit more comfortable, a bigger platform and, um, and they won't squeak as much. So I'm going to buy, put a hundred dollars into my hang on stand. And then I'm going to go to a fleet farm or to Cabela's or whatever and buy their, buy their cheapest sticks that they have, uh, probably 12, 13 bucks a, a section and just get four of those. So I'm going to be in 50 bucks in my climbing sticks, hundred dollars in my stand. So I'm going to be each setup is probably going to be $150 in total is what I'm going to spend. And I'm not going to spend the money on the sticks because on, on the expensive sticks, because I'm not going to be mobile with them. The, the, the sticks, the climbing sticks, um, that are only $13. They're pretty heavy. They're loud. They're clanky. They don't pack well. So, but if I'm just going to set them up on a tree and leave them there, I don't care. I don't care about that at all. I'm just going to be loud when I go in there, set it up, do my thing, and then get out. And it's just going to sit there for the entire season. Whereas if I'm running a mobile setup, so say I'm, I have that lone wolf tree stand, like I said, that's $250. And then I have the climbing sticks that are also extremely lightweight because they're only three pounds a piece, I think. And I got four of them. So that's 12 pounds plus the 13 pound stand. I'm at 25 pounds for my stand setup, but those are 180 bucks for four of them. So those are really expensive, but like I said, they're very lightweight. They all pack together nicely. They work extremely well and I can get up a tree very quickly. So again, you know, that's kind of up to you on what you want to do and what your preference is. Um, so it's, yeah, it's totally up to you. Uh, Wild Edge also makes some climbing steps there. You'll have to look them up. Uh, just go to Google and type in Wild Edge. Uh, Wild Edge Ink Tree Steps or something like that, and they'll pop up. Um, they're a different type. It's Sky that makes them. They're very effective when they work, and um, and it might be something you want to look into as well. They're pretty lightweight and, and do pretty well. So that is hang-ons overall. Um, yeah, that was a lot, but that is my preferred method. So, on the, so uh, my family has 110 acres that we purchased four weeks ago. It's September 19th today. So we bought it August like 15th or something like that. And we have zero tree stands on it now. <laughs> and we have absolutely nothing. So I'm just running a mobile setup as it is right now, just trying to figure out the land. But once we get it figured out, I'll probably have, you know, four to six ladder stands on there so that my dad um, can easily get around and get up those as well as my family if I ever want to take my wife or any friends out that are new to hunting um, I'll have those ladder stands to go to and they'll be in places that are easy to get to you know right off the trail and things like that uh, so I'll have four to six of those and then I'll probably have I don't know five to eight hang-ons that are in much more precise locations and in conspicuous locations across the property that's kind of generally my setup. I won't, I won't really use a climber. And then the last uh, tree stand style I want to go over is a saddle. 
and that's what I use right now so I'll always have a tree saddle in my back pocket if I ever want to get mobile so that's my transition into a tree saddle it's kind of good it was all right um, it's not as good as Steve Rinella's at the meat eater but you know I'm giving it a go <laughs> uh, so tree saddle if you don't know what they are you can type them in just type into YouTube like hunting tree saddle um, I use a saddle it's called arrow hunter is the brand and what it is essentially is like a diaper that goes around um, your waist. Oh, scratch that. Let me let me back up here. You know, if you're put on a regular standard tree stand safety harness, you got the straps that kind of go over your shoulder, and then the straps that you got a waist strap, like a common like a waist belt, and then you got two straps that go um, around your thighs and kind of like up your crotch. So if you were to take those just the last three, the waist belt plus the strap that goes around your thighs, around each thigh, and you get rid of the straps that go around your, that go over your shoulders and around your chest, that's what a saddle is. So it's just the waistband plus the two straps that go around your thighs. And then there's like a, a mesh or a thick fabric that goes from like the, your left front hip around your butt to your right front hip and that allows you to actually like sit back in this they call it a saddle because it actually connects to the tree and then you literally use this uh, saddle like essentially this diaper this yeah that's the best way I can explain it it's like a diaper that hooks to the tree and then that allows you to just stay connected to the tree and you can hunt out of it so <laughs> that's a really bad way of explaining it I know uh, but anyway, YouTube tree, tree saddle, uh, for hunting like arrow hunter or something like that. And you'll see exactly what it is. But yeah, like I said, essentially, you know, you use the same climbing method that you would for hang on. So your climbing sections or your tree stand pegs or something like that. And then when you get to where you want to be, you simply, you wrap a, a rope around the tree and then you connect that rope to your saddle. And then that rope is like your safety line and you're stuck you're connected to the tree and then you can literally kind of swing like a pendulum you have a little platform for your feet to stand on and uh and it's just a very lightweight easy way to pack in a tree stand um into a public piece of ground or be extremely mobile that's why they're that's why they're getting gaining a lot in popularity because like i said the hang on tree stand like that lone wolf that I was talking about is about 13 pounds. My tree saddle weighs a pound and a half. So I'm shaving 12 pounds. And if I'm walking a mile or a mile and a half to where I want to go, or I'm going through some really thick brush and my hang on tree stand keeps catching the brush and keeps making noises and things like that. This saddle literally f like folds up to the size of a softball and can fit in your pocket. So your tree stand literally fits in your pocket. So that's the concept is that you can just kind of go anywhere with the saddle and make it work. And ideal, ideal, the most ideal scenario for me is I'm climbing a pine tree. I don't even need any sort of climbing method. I don't need pegs. I don't need sticks or, or climbing sections. And I can just get to where I want to go, strap in with the saddle, and I don't need to do anything besides just hang there. Um, I know that it sounds extremely uncomfortable, but once you figure out there is a learning curve to, to 
to getting the saddle to be comfortable. And once you figure it out, it's literally like a hammock for your, for your butt. It's like a one man hammock and you're connected to the tree. So it's extremely, it can be extremely comfortable. All you have to do is figure out where that goes. And that's like, I don't want to get into that cause that's like, that's a video topic, how to do that. Essentially it's where the rope hooks to the tree and where it hooks to your saddle. And once you figure that out, it, like I said, it can be extremely comfortable and you can just hang out there for hours and hours and hours. Last year I sat in one for seven and a half hours and I didn't even, didn't have a single issue with it at all. So jumping into the scorecard here, mobility, it's a 10 because it pretty much, it fits into dang near any tree. Like if you can wrap a rope around the tree, you can get into it. So the only tree that I don't think it could fit in is a tree that's, you know, like 15 feet in diameter or something. And you can't, you literally can't get a rope around it. So that'd be the only tree That'd be the only reason you wouldn't be able to be mobile with it. But, you know, trees aren't really like that. So I give it a 10. Versatility. Um, my apologies. Mobility is a 10 because it fits in your pocket. And it's super easy to walk around with it. Versatility I, is also a 10. And that's what we just discussed because it fits in dang near any tree. Comfort is a 9. Um the best, the most comfortable is a ladder stand because it's so easy and so so relaxing to just sit in a ladder stand. Saddle is a nine because if you're not using it properly, it can be uncomfortable, but once you figure out um, your preferences and like essentially your sizing chart and where you want everything to go, uh, it, it can be very comfortable, I give it a nine. Safety wise, uh, I give it a 10 because when you're climbing a tree or anything like that, you're using what's called a lineman's belt and again, this is all on YouTube, you're using a belt or a rope that's strapped to the tree all the time. So when you're climbing up it, you're always connected to the tree. And then when you get to the point where you want to stop and that's the height you want to hunt at, say it's 15 feet, you wrap another rope while you're connected with your lineman's belt, you wrap another rope around the tree and then connect that to your saddle. And then you disconnect your lineman's belt and you're still connected to the tree. So you are connected to the tree 24 seven when you're in it. And that specifically alone makes it extremely safe because you can never fall out of it. And you can watch the videos on YouTube, guys hang upside down in these saddles and they don't fall out. So it's not, it's a very safe way to hunt. Next piece, ease of use. I give it a seven. Uh, there is a big learning curve to it. And again, just like the hang-ons, you have to use additional climbing methods to get to the height where you want to be. So um, it's not the easiest thing to use. And wrapping the ropes around the tree can sometimes be a pain. Adjusting it to your preferences and where you're at can sometimes be a pain. But like I said, once you figure it out, it, it's not that hard. So ease of use is a seven. So overall here, we're going a 10 for mobility, 10 versatility, uh, 10 for safety, so that's 30, 9 for comfort, 39, and then 7, so we're at 46. So um, so saddles are 46, hang-ons are a 43, climbers are a 39, and ladder stands are a 36. So overall, I'm ranking the saddle as the overall um, best mobile tree stand, but if you're doing a lot of permanent hunting, you're gonna go with a ladder or a hang on. 
Um, that'd be my thought there. Some people use a saddle and what they'll do is they'll actually put screw in pegs all around their property. So say you have your five trees again, they'll put screw in pegs in all five of those trees and then just buy one tree saddle. And then that way, whenever they want to hunt, they just throw their tree saddle in their pocket. They go to the tree that has the screwing pegs already in there, and then they just climb up and they're ready to rock. So that is a way people do that. Um, I don't know how much I like that because uh, then you got these screwing pegs just all over the place and you don't, sometimes you might forget about them or whatever, but that is, that is one way to do it. The reason people would do that is because a saddle is going to run you around $250. So they are expensive, and that's the cheapest one you can get. So they are expensive. They're not um, super cheap by any means. But like I said, if you're, it's kind of like the climbing. If you're going to buy a climber scenario, you can just buy one climber and hunt your entire property. Same with a saddle. You can just buy one saddle and then buy a ton of screw and pegs, and you can just use that to hunt your entire property as well. Uh, however, if you have friends or other people that want to hunt there and things like that, and they've never used a saddle, aren't accustomed to a saddle, well, then you're kind of, you know, you're going to need to either convince them to use a saddle or, uh, set up some other tree stands for them and uh, vice versa. If you don't want people hunting there, <laughs> if you don't want anyone else hunting there, uh, don't set any tree stands up. I know that's a thing. My dad is uh, very with this new property. He's very generous with the hunting rights on it. And he's just telling a ton of people to come hunt it, which is totally cool. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm all about sharing the wealth. I just don't want all of a sudden, you know, seven people to show up on a weekend or eight people to show up on a weekend. Like, oh, yeah, your dad told me I could hunt. Oh, great. Well, all the kind of the spots are taken, so I don't know where you're going to go. <laughs> um so what I've done there is I just haven't set up any tree stands. <laughs> so if people want to hunt there, they can, but there are no tree stands. And that usually will deter most people because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to do the work to set one up or blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, yeah, that is one thing <laughs> One thing you can do with the saddle. So um, back to my little list here. They are $250. They work on just about any tree. The comfort has a learning curve. It's very safe. And, um, oh, the last thing is that it's very easy to rotate and shoot anywhere out of a saddle because you're kind of connected to the tree in a pendulum fashion, meaning you can like swing, um, when you're in this thing, you can swing like around the tree and shoot a deer at a weird angle that you wouldn't normally be able to, if you just are in just a hang on, just a climber or just a ladder stand. Cause whatever dominant hand you are, say you're right-handed, um, you're going to hold your bow in your left hand. And when you're in a tree stand, you want that deer to come to your left because it's the easiest motion for you to draw your bow and shoot. If you're in a hang on tree stand or any a ladder or a climber and the deer comes to your right, we've all been in that scenario where you got to like stand up and turn like around and face the tree so that the deer is off to your left at that point, And then it's easy to shoot them. So for me, I'm not, I would rather not do that. I would rather be in a saddle where I can just rotate around the tree or rotate backwards or something like that. And I can shoot kind of any angle versus having to stand up and rotate um, in a tree stand and create that additional movement. So that is something to look into if you're consistently having like deer come in the, on the wrong side of your stand or something like that. And vice versa, if you are setting up your hang on stands, your climbers or your ladders, 
always try to make sure that the trail that you're shooting or the field or the food source, wherever you think the deer are going to come from, are it's going to be on your left because that's going to be the least amount of movement you're going to make to draw your bow and shoot. And, uh, and it's going to be your most effective side to shoot on. And yeah, that's just something to think about. So in the hang on or yeah, on the hang on climber and ladder, you're always facing away from the tree. The tree is at your back in a saddle. You're actually facing towards the tree. So you're like, you know, three feet in front of your face is the tree. So you're always like kind of peeking around it. So you're setting up facing where you think the deer are going to come from. So in that regard, you can usually see them a little bit sooner and you can um, hide behind the tree. You can rotate your body and kind of hide behind the tree. If you see them coming, um, you can just lean and just stay hidden a little bit more than if you were in a hang on, you kind of stick out a little bit more. So that's, those are tree stands in a nutshell. Uh, I hope that helped you guys out a little bit for a tree stand selection again, everything's up to you guys and what your preference is and how you want to hunt. I hope I kind of covered all that. The last thing I wanted to cover was just like ground blinds or, um, I don't have a lot of experience, actual ground blind hunting. You know, you buy the $150 ground blind and hunt out of it. I've never, I've hunted out of them once and I didn't really like it. So I've never actually really hunted out of a ground blind. So I'm not going to talk about that because I don't have any knowledge on it. I have hunted a lot out of makeshift ground blinds where I'm just building them on a deadfall. And my biggest uh, advice there is if you're going to go do that, build um, a little wall in front of you that comes up a little bit, probably two to three feet, but have a really solid backdrop. So that backdrop, what's behind you is going to be just as important as what's in front of you because you don't want to be skylined. Um, and have the back of you be like wide open and uh, you're just exposed from behind because when a deer looks at you, they're going to see the trees, kind of the tree, the, the deadfall in front of you. And then they're going to see your outline and then nothing behind you. And that's not good. If you build a solid back wall behind you, then they're just going to see a whole bunch of sticks in a pile. So, and your outline is going to be really broken up. So that's my big advice for if you're going to build a you know, a makeshift ground blind out of deadfall, build that back wall higher or just as high as your body, or at least get something up there so that you're not sticking out like a sore thumb. The other thing is when you're, if you've ever tried that before and you sit directly on the ground, it's hard to draw your bow, your cams and your limbs go like into the ground. So getting a little pad or they have like turkey hunting chairs at Bass Pro Shops or um, Cabela's, that are really low profile and only sit a few inches off the ground, those can be extremely useful in those ground blind scenarios. Because if you just bring in like your normal camp chair, you're like three feet off the ground and it's, and you sit down in it and you know it immediately. You're like, wow, I feel super exposed. So don't do that. Go with one of these low profile chairs. They're like $30 or something like that. Totally worth the investment. And, uh, and you can stay hidden a lot better. So check those out if that's, if that's an option for you. And then even if you don't want to spend that, like I said, in the beginning, one of my best friends killed 140, I think it was 146 inch buck off a 10 gallon pail. So, you know, go to, go to your fleet farm, buy a 10 gallon pail for five bucks, um, spray paint it brown, whatever, and just use that. You know, take off the uh, the handle that's metal and replace it with a rope. 
that's my only like modification add because that handle will like fall over and go ting, 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 ting when it falls and stuff like that on the bucket. So just replace it with a rope that, uh, that's, you know, obviously won't make the noise at all. And then also, you know, that bucket will act as a carrying pouch or something like that. You know, you can put your quiver and your range finder and all your other accessories right on that bucket. So you just carry that out in the woods, you know, flip it upside down, have a seat and it works. It works great. So those are my options for the ground blind stuff and, um, and chairs. I really enjoy ground blind hunting when I'm in a new area. And sometimes the, sometimes the reason I do it is because the canopy is too thick that when you get in a tree stand, your furthest shot is like 15 yards. Whereas if you're on the ground, there's not much underbrush or understory. So you can actually shoot like 30 yards, 40 yards on the ground, but you can't in the air. You have a better advantage point when you're seeing um, from the air and you can see more, but you can't kill more. And that's bitten me in the butt a few times. Like I want to get up and see the deer and see where they're coming from and everything. And then they come into 30 yards and I can't kill them because there's just too much brush in the way. If I just would have sat on the ground and built a little ground blind, I would have been able to kill them. So those are kind of my tips. And uh, big thing, if you're building ground blinds, build them early on. So build them, honestly, build them in like March or April, way before season starts. The deer will get used to them. They'll pretty much stay there all year and you just need to go back in there and tidy them up. You know, your first time you're going in there, uh, plan an extra 30 to 45 minutes to get in there early, tidy them up a little bit, clear all the leaves and stuff off the ground so you're quiet and, um, you know, maybe add some branches where you need to. Maybe somebody came in there and sat in there and kind of readjusted it already. You know, just plan a little bit extra time to get in there and fix it up. But set it up early, um, way early, so the deer have plenty of time to get used to it. And all of a sudden, this big blob isn't appearing out of nowhere. You know, I walked by here yesterday, and that wasn't here, and now it's here, and now I'm scared of it. So those that's everything that I can cover on stands and getting set up. I don't think I really missed anything. Um, but, uh, I didn't cover box blinds as well because I don't have any experience with box blinds. Um, so I, I can't really talk to those at all. The only thing I know about box blinds is that the first time you go into them over the summer, uh, be sure to bring a can of bug of wasp or bee spray, because a lot of times I hear bees get in there and just fill them up and people open the door, you know, the opening morning or the, the opening evening and all of a sudden they are being swarmed with bees and now they can't hunt out of that spot. So yeah, that's my, that's my only thoughts there. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed that podcast, I'd really appreciate a subscribe, really appreciate a rating or a feedback, any sort of review really helped me um, get out there and reach a few more people, tag somebody or talk to somebody, tell them about it. Let them know that this podcast was really helpful. You can find me on Instagram at Deervein. That's D-E-E-R-V-A-N-E. Again, it's D-E-E-R, so like a deer, and then vein, V-A-N-E, which is like a vein on an arrow. That's how I came up with the name. Pretty slick, right? <laughs> uh, so you can find me there, and you can also find me on Facebook at Deer Vein. Um, and if you Google Deer Vein, I do have a website. It doesn't have a bunch on, much on it or anything, but you can also find me there. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Catch you later.